0: welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thanks for stopping by. Let's talk stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all let it grow together. what's going on I uh, got a little bit of a midday update here for you looking at the market as uh, uh, tropical storm Ida rolls in so I've got a little bit of time here today um, looking at crypto um, seeing ethereum run up we're uh, trading in the 3500 range um, pulled up you know from uh, about a month ago we were around 21 2300 so we've uh, we've come up Uh, you know, about 50% from those numbers, uh, maybe a little bit more at this point. So that is uh, really good to see. Um, Cardano, ADA, ADA, uh, we've got that smart contract coming out end of next week, Uh, the 12th, I believe those are set to come out. So we are going to be testing that $3 resistance price point that we've been at. And Hopefully we can break through it. I think there's going to be enough volume to get through there. And uh, hopefully we can try to then test about 350 and see where we'll be by the end of the year. I still think we could hit 5 bucks. I really do. Um, it's been been moving a lot. And hopefully we've got enough volume and a lot of catalysts with the, the smart contracts and all the platforms that are going to be adopting uh, Cardano as their platform now that it'll be. Uh, fully functional, and I uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about the difference of like Bitcoin, Ethereum versus Cardano when you are looking at changes in the market. So you've got Bitcoin. If if Bitcoin moves up one percent, I generally expect Ethereum to move up more, uh, and then all the smaller coins to be higher than that normally. So Bitcoin's a big dog. It moves a little bit. The other ones are more volatile at this point because they're smaller and the, the swings in the market are going to move them more. So when uh, you know Ethereum drops or if the market's going down, it should drop more than Bitcoin. Just by that market cap, you're going to have a lot more fluctuation with the smaller market cap. The smaller the actual value of all those coins put together is, is that market cap. So when you see uh, a 10% swing in uh, Cardano, it might only be a 2% swing in Bitcoin. So just be be aware that these things trade kind of together, but they are generally more magnified with the smaller coins. So that's when sometimes like Dogecoin will run up 30% in a week. And you know the other ones, Bitcoin won't run quite as much, even though it still can be that volatile. So just something to keep a keep an eye on. Um, I'm going to take a look here at my uh, crypto.com app and uh, see where we're standing. Uh, you yeah, have Ethereum 3565. Uh, so we're up 3% on the day. We are up to 11.75% this week. And over the month, we are 35%. So, I'm just, uh, I guess my numbers are a bit off there, but yeah, 35% in a month. Um, so, definitely a good, good pull forward here for Ethereum and uh, likewise for Cardano. Um, I'm still using that, uh, the crypto.com earn platform. I'm staking my coins on there. And uh, as of right now, let's check this out too. Um, I am on the crypto earn platform and I've made about $530 in staking my coins on the crypto earn platform and that's been a little over three months that i've started the, that i've uh, been staking my coins on crypto earn probably right around 100 days i just had some uh, lockups expire and restake my coins and uh, yeah that's been about a week week and a half that i've restaked them and i, I had them in for a three-month lockup um so Again, you know, with the with the lockups, they, they still gain that value while you have them in that lockup. They're still your coins. You're gonna get paid weekly on them, and it'll be paid back to your crypto wallet um, off of your crypto earn what you have staked. So you'll get that money into your crypto wallet and you can then sell these coins or um, restake more coins when you have enough value to stake. I believe on Ethereum, it was like 0.15 ETH that you needed to be able to do a lockup, which right now is what, uh, 450 bucks, I, I'll guess, roughly. And you know, on Cardano, I believe it was like 250 coins when I originally did it, but those were like a fifty at the time. Now they're closer to three. Uh, so it, it does change a little bit on the dollar amount, but uh, if you do buy... The CRO, crypto.com token, and stake $4,000 worth of CRO. That will also bump your interest rates on your other coins that you're holding up 2%. So where Ethereum, I'm getting 5.5%, it would then bump my interest rate up to 7.5%. But you have to have these CRO uh, tokens staked. And you have to have $4,000 worth, which would also qualify you for a, um, a crypto.com debit card, which you can load with your ETH or load with your crypto as you get paid from your earnings platform. So your earnings platform goes into your crypto wallet. You can load that money in a cash value onto this card and spend it and then get additional cash back paid out in crypto. Uh, so then it would go back to your crypto wallet when you spend it as well, which is a really nice way to make some extra money on your your uh, earnings from the crypto earn platform. And then when you spend on the crypto.com card, there's all different uh, levels of, of cards. You can get one that uh, will give you a, a bunch more cash back, but you have to have more uh, CRO tokens staked. And you can get one that you don't have to have, I think... I think there's one that you don't even have to have any CRO staked and you can still get the card and spend your crypto. You just don't get the benefits of like free Netflix or Spotify, or one of them does like airport lounge. If you're a frequent flyer, there's all types of of different benefits on these cards. Uh, I think there's five different levels of cards you can have. But uh, anyhow, going forward, um, you know, I'm looking at uh, some different stocks that are moving pretty heavy today. Uh, we were looking at Lucid, Lucid, uh, EV motors or, or EV automaker. They are down uh, 10%. They are down trading at 1794, um, uh, currently. So I am looking at this one. There was a, uh, lockup expiration where original investors and, um, some of the employees were, were given Lucid stock as, uh, uh, part of either buying into the company or supporting it or being one of those early employees of the company And now that they've gone public these uh, Shareholders either, you know investors or employees can now sell their shares And apparently now that the expiration is done. They are a lot of them appear to be selling. So we're down 10% uh, There's really no other news that i'm seeing as to why we're dropping this hard um, so it could be a a good time to buy if it's if it's something that you had your eye on. It's certainly um, a rubber band that got pulled down way too hard. If you ask me, yeah, we're already we're already back up. We're 18, 19, so we come up two percent in the last five minutes. So uh, definitely could be something where you're you're getting pulled down very quick over a sale, but now everyone's going to start swooping in to buy this stock. Um, I definitely have my eye on it and I'm just trying to watch it to see what it's going to do here. I opened the morning at a low of sixteen twelve, So it's come up uh, $2 in uh, about an hour and a half as of rec- time of recording this. And uh, another one that I have got my eye on, we were talking about skills the other day, the, uh, the gaming platform uh, company that puts on the events and things like that so this one as of i think three days ago i was telling you i was buying it around 10.70 we are trading at 12.40 and we got up to a high of around 13.20 yesterday and then when we opened this this morning we were a little a bit lower but now we're we're up about another five percent today so we're at 12.40 and uh, this one's definitely moving off of the bottom it definitely found this this bottom in price and you know we had a actually almost about a triple bottom here to where that stock price found a bottom and then it didn't set another low so the next day it it went low but it didn't it didn't break that first that first low so that's what we're looking at when we see for a double bottom you've got that that original low price point and then we don't go lower uh in the next couple of days. So we found some support and I think we're we're definitely at a bottom and we're bouncing off of it pretty hard. Uh you know, we're we're 20% in a matter of three, four days. So that one uh definitely moving well. Uh a firm has been making some big moves here with Amazon. They uh were doing the payment plans with uh companies like Peloton and uh Walmart. And that accounted for like 15 billion worth of sales between Peloton and Walmart um, or or possible amount of sales on the online platforms. But now with Amazon, they've taken on another possible of 56, $58 billion worth of sales that could go to a firm, not that a firm's going to get every sale because they won't. And they know that, but just this one Amazon deal is four times the, two other very large contracts that they have so the fact that they have opened themselves up to the Am- to the amazon market their uh their stock has gone in in a well actually in, in five days we were trading around that 70 dollar mark and then pretty much just straight up if you look up afrm and look at this five day chart or a one month chart you'll you'll see this just you know uh moonshot just straight up and you know, we're, we're right around $98 now. Now, when you look at this one, the, uh, the analyst research, uh, is a bit older. So you'll, sometimes you'll see this also where the analysts, they'll say there's a lot of downside when it hasn't quite caught up to the the news. So the analysts haven't updated their price targets based on the sales that they could gain from this new contract that they took on. So, um, a lot of people think there's, downside at the moment but it's also old news. so you have to be up to date on the news and then kind of make your own decision as to where it's going from here. but uh, they, they definitely have a lot a lot of uh, runway with this Amazon deal. Um, looking at Robinhood, I know I posted a uh, link on uh, a news article on the Facebook group and uh, you know the, about the payment for order flow. And, uh, basically what that means is Robin hood. That's how they make their money. They, they make the money off of the customer is from this payment for order flow. they take a big group of orders, sell them off to a hedge fund that then pays Robin hood. That's how Robin hood gets paid. So why do these hedge funds want to do this? Well, they're getting better pricing between the, the bid and the ask, the buy and the sell. So they're selling at a sometimes a a not so favorable price point or buying at a not favorable price point for the customer. Um, You know, uh, Robinhood was investigated for this a few years back. And ultimately they said, keep better records, which there's no, I mean, to my knowledge, there's no exact proof as to who got it or or what bank they sold these these, uh, orders off to they sell to seven different banks and the majority of their sales go to four banks and these banks will then sell these orders uh at a at a a premium to where it's in their favor but the other side of that is that these banks also get all the information about the retail investors as to what they're doing so then when you have the the stocks like amc and gamestop the the commercial banks know who's buying and how much volume, based on these order flows, and the price points that the banks then sell it to them to. So there's definitely a conflict of interest there, between the banks, the retail, and Robinhood. You've got, uh, you know, Robinhood, that middleman, that uh, they were not able to sell some of these shares for AMC and GameStop because they're commercial bankers basically wouldn't allow it and that was kind of a a sticky hard topic for some people earlier this summer when when all that started so you've got uh, more more that conflict of interest between these three parties it's definitely something that is a bit riskier but it's it's also was nice for people to know that they got commission free trading uh, i know the uk does not allow uh payment for order flow It's been banned there. They're talking about banning it here, and that could certainly shut down Robinhood. They don't, to my knowledge, last I heard, they don't really have a plan as to what they would do or how they would make money if this payment for order flow was shut down uh, because they were always the commission-free stock brokerage. So now if they had to charge a commission, I, I don't know how that would work or if people would go elsewhere because that was always the draw is you could buy fat fractional shares, um, on their platform and you are also not paying commissions. So, you know, when you're spending a hundred dollars on a stock or these smaller purchases, it doesn't make sense to pay a commission of five or $10, like what traditionally was being done. So now it's kind of a way of how does the small time investor, get their money in without paying these high commissions. So I think ultimately the SEC is going to have to figure out a way, the security and exchange commission is going to have to figure out a way to not look like the bad guy. Cause they've had a, enough bad, uh, bad moves here lately to where a lot of people are kind of looking at them to like, Hey, why are you, why are you after the small guy? And then Robin hood's going to have to figure out kind of a plan to move forward if they have to adjust uh, or, or not be able to accept payment for order flow. Uh, so that also then takes me to PayPal. Uh, PayPal had, uh, I was really hoping they kind of took that Affirm uh, play where they have take the payments, more payments over time versus like, I think PayPal does like four payments. Affirm will do three years or four years interest-free. Uh, I forgot to mention this. Affirm really wants to be that, uh, payment processor also, so they're getting the money on the uh, on the interest. Should someone get past that uh, period where they agreed upon three, two, one, two, three, four years, whatever it was, and then they also want to get the money on the payment processing, so they kind of want to be uh, competing with Visa and the other banks that uh, they they want this uh, the payment processing, the two or three percent that the Uh, businesses would pay to get that business or to to run that transaction and they wanted to to take that business as well i was hoping that paypal would do something like that to where they had more of the long-term payments that they could uh take rather than the just this you know four payments um kind of that qvc model Um, But PayPal also came out earlier this week or last week and said that they wanted to do this, uh, a stock brokerage platform as well with the payment for order flow model. Um, So it's kind of a tricky situation right now. They want to do this brokerage, but uh, they aren't too certain as to how this is going to pan out right now. Uh, I'm, I'm still bullish on PayPal. I definitely see even if this stock brokerage thing does not happen i still think their core business is fine uh, whereas Robinhood, i mean to to me it's definitely a gamble um i don't really see a, a, a any kind of buy signal for me on this paypal we're trading at 287 a share and uh take a look at the pe here go back to the other screen it's at a 70 times earnings which is very high. Um, I think historically they've been a bit lower, but uh, as we've talked about the price to earnings ratio all across the the S&P is high. It's currently about two standard deviations higher than what it normally is. So that means there is room for downside based on a price to earnings. Um, It does kind of then take you into next year and all of these uh, the the market moves and the things that we've been noticing, um, where the the higher earnings in in companies that are have like a blowout quarter like Apple, Facebook, um, Google. Well, Google actually got pulled forward a little bit because they had such a great quarter. But Apple and uh, and Facebook had a great quarter, and it just kind of gets brushed off like, eh, okay, it was good, but it wasn't it wasn't anything to to make us you know raise our price on it so when you've got these uh these earnings that are just getting shrugged off uh, sometimes it's because the the price is already so high it's just almost built into it so you've got um these these earnings getting shrugged off but it also leads me into next year if we don't match these earnings that we're putting up in 21 and it's just moderate next year. And we kind of have a, a stagnation of the economy, like what a lot of people are saying, to where this year, the s and is up about 20%. Next year, I'm thinking we're going to be more around 5%. So from January 1 to December 31st, we're going to see like a 5% more of a mild year, mild gains. Uh, I do think there's going to be pockets where those companies are going to be getting pulled forward. But I think overall, that average next year is going to be substantially lower. Uh, so if we finish off this year on the S&P around, you know, 4,500, I, I think we've, we've got around 5% next year. Um, a couple things that are making this market slow down is the, the stimulus that's drying up. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are going to be back to reality. We're not going to have so much uh, in in IPOs coming out for one, I think the, the IPO market has been so hot that we're, we're probably going to dry that up, but also that money's from, from investors is getting spread thinner and thinner. So as some of these valuations pull back, um, I think some of the, the extra, the money out there will be kind of coming back to reality. Uh, like I said, the PEs are, are overvalued uh, on a historical basis. And that was about two standard deviations above where we normally are. So if we pull back to an average, I, I think that's probably where we'll be. Uh, average to a, a bit higher is, is where I see for next year. And uh, we've got the, you know, the, the future PEs aren't going to be as strong as uh, the earnings kind of taper off where they have been on some of these big tech plays over the past uh, 18 months or so. So that's what I'm looking at today. I I thank you guys for uh, stopping by, checking out the the podcast. Please continue to uh, like and share. And uh, I appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully you uh, learned something on this one. And I'll be dropping another one on Friday. Thanks again. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.